This Week in HPC. IBM powers up HPC portfolio. And Dell Eyes EMC acquisition. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Michael Feldman. This Week in HPC is brought to you in partnership with our friends at top500.org. How's it going, Michael? Very well, Addison. How's it going there? Good. You know, we've had a lot going on on the business side in storage. We're looking at a rumor of Dell buying EMC, and we're tracking uh, the IPO of Pure Storage right here in Mountain View, where I am. But before that, let's get to some of the actual product news that we saw coming out of IBM, where they've got some new uh, power-based configurations for the high-performance computing market. Right. This week, they launched what they call their their Power LC Linux cluster line of servers, something we sort of knew was coming. This is their uh, HPC and and adjacent uh, uh, market lines that they're they're going to use for going going forward with their power servers. Uh, Some of them are for HPC, some of them are more for analytics, and some of them are just commercial uh, outside of the HPC arena, but they're all called LC for Linux cluster, and it's sort of their first uh, really serious Linux cluster offering in a while, Um, and they've sort of combined these into the the same launch. Yeah, and this was something that people were looking forward to ever since they uh, moved the x86 lines over to Lenovo, including things like iDataplex. There was going to be a question as to what the ongoing HPC legacy was. And, of course, IBM was still a major part of the HPC market. But what was missing was the, the new products and the roadmap, and this now brings that back in line. They're looking at the power systems S812LC, which they say is designed for entry-level workloads and also small Hadoop clusters, and then two different configurations of something they're calling the S822LC, one for commercial computing and one for high-performance computing. Right, and and the one for high-performance computing specifically is the one that's going to contain uh, NVIDIA GPUs in there for acceleration. But actually, the the non-GPU version is also aimed at at HPC. It just doesn't have the GPUs in them, so it it has dual duty there for for more commercial, run-of-the-mill cloud computing as well. Yeah, I I think maybe getting a a little sloppy in trying to simplify what you say H is for. I don't like the implication that... HPC requires GPUs, or that if you don't have GPUs, then it's commercial computing and therefore not HPC. I think in reality, there's going to be a lot of cross-pollination of these, that it's a power server. You can get it with or without GPUs, probably some different software configurations in there as well, and they'll be selling it for HPC accounts, commercial HPC accounts, big data kinds of accounts, and uh, you know what the labels is are can maybe get a little fuzzy. Yeah, and I think they're they're sort of differentiating in another way the business model there for the the GPU equipped ones. They're basically going to sell that with a direct engagement with IBM. They're looking at bigger systems, bigger deployments for you know what you might call the supercomputer, whereas the uh, the non GPU clusters you can basically buy online uh, just as as a server, but you can also use those for an HPC cluster as well. They're just not going to be as a you know as a bigger configuration or as a customized thing that you might get from a direct engagement. 
Now, talking about engaging with IBM, there's, of course, a big partner ecosystem around these Linux clusters. There's everybody in open power, of course, but also some manufacturing partners involved in these lines. Right, exactly. I mean, the you know, we've often known that they're open power structure they're using has a lot of partners, but for these specifically, it's it's not just IBM and NVIDIA and Mellanox, the, the sort of the canonical partners there, but they're also bringing in Wistron, who's uh, putting some of the componentry into the HPC servers, and, and for the for the non-GPU version or the, cl the cloud version, you might say, there's also, there's also a tie-in that they're bringing in to, to help build these systems. So, yeah, it's, it's they're building up this open power partnership, and here you're starting to see how that's going to play out in the, in the product design and, and deployment. With tie-in in there, it's not explicitly called out, but what do you think of these configurations for hyperscale? You know, they're talking about cloud markets. They haven't used that word hyperscale specifically, but you know, can we go from open power into open stack, open compute project with these also? It seems to me that they're, they're maybe laying that groundwork. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, it remains to be seen how how general purpose these things are, but as we've seen with Open Compute, there's there's lots of different designs there for lots of different sort of niche applications in the hyperscale space. So here they're sort of offering up their version here, and in this case a, a power-based version. And uh, you know they've got some early customers, including IBM's own uh, uh, cloud provider, their software that'll looks like they'll be using these these power systems. So all, all in all, uh, you know, a, a nice announcement from IBM. It is one that we uh, felt coming. We knew this was coming around, but it was necessary a product line extension for them to continue IBM's uh, penetration, really bring back a lot of the volume side in high-performance data center, high-performance computing types of markets. Yeah, exactly. I think this, uh, this, these are the precursors to the announcements we've heard uh, for the future with Coral and, and some of the other systems in the UK that, that are coming as well. So it's sort of they've connected the dots here, and, and this is the beginning of a new line of HPC for, for IBM. And meanwhile, this week in HPC, it was a big week for storage in the business section. There's a lot going on. Some of it we knew was coming and some that are rumors that are leaking out. I think Dell and EMC, those rumors are the potentially bigger story. But I'd like to first talk about the pure storage IPO that went yesterday. I think it'll help us segue into some of the finer points of a, a potential Dell EMC merger this week in HPC uh, storage based in Mountain View, California, my own hometown, had its own IPO, and uh, uh, maybe uh, some mixed reviews on the IPO itself. They uh, had an initial public offering at $17 a share. They're off very slightly from that now. I personally don't get too worried about that. It means they set the, the share price pretty close to right out of the gate, but uh, a lot of people betting on the future of pure storage here. Yeah, Pure Storage is one of the premier all-flash storage companies that, that has emerged out of a very large uh, group of companies of this ilk. So they decided this was the time to launch. It's a very tough market right now as far as the stock market goes. I mean, it's there's a lot of angst there, but they seem to have held their own at least. Uh, maybe they're a little bit down off their IPO, like you mentioned. 
but uh, at a four hundred million dollar initial public offering, it seems like they basically did their job at least uh, at least for the near term here. Yeah, so you've got this four hundred million dollar IPO, and this is why I thought this was important because what you're really betting on is the possible future of all flash storage really taking hold, and there's not a lot of what you'd consider traditional HPC kinds of accounts in the pure storage line of company or customers, but although they are important in the broader high-performance data center space. But you're talking about a company that has not been profitable. They had revenue of uh, close to $175 million in their last fiscal year. They've been spending a lot on sales and marketing and the build-up to the IPO, but they're in a very crowded uh, flash storage space. It's not like they're the only game in town. And in particular, you're looking at EMC also had an announcement that their extreme I.O. line of, uh, of products has reached a billion dollars in aggregate bookings in its first six quarters. So that compared to pure storage, it seems like EMC so far is way out in front. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there is a lot of competition. I think what people like about the pure storage solution, it's it's uh, a purpose-built design. It's got hardware and software integrated, something that uh, you don't see in some of the other solutions. And it's got some initial customers that are very impressive, such as LinkedIn and a few others. Uh, I think people are looking at that as, as one of the premier product lines for, for this all-flash system. I think that's sort of where some of the enthusiasm is. I agree, but I also think people can overestimate what that first customer means. I don't think it means that they're locked in with LinkedIn, that LinkedIn is going to be buying all of their flash storage from pure storage uh, forevermore. I think this is one of these things that they'll reevaluate who's got the best price performance or the best product at any given point in time. That It's the same as we've seen in HPC with processors for a long time. If you could have the best price performance, that was the one that we'd get bought, but there wasn't a lot of brand loyalty from one purchase to the next. Yeah, that's true. Although one thing that Pure Storage does do is they have this uh, sort of business model where there's no forklift upgrade uh, necessary as you add capacity and to upgrade your system. They they sort of do that internally by swapping out parts, software upgrades, and things like that. They've got sort of this this upward uh, strategy where they'll, they'll just sort of build on what you have. So they're trying to hold on to their customers there. They realize you know what you're talking about. It's 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 easy enough to switch vendors a lot of times. So they've they've done something to sort of ease that along. Well, we'll certainly see how they keep going. But uh, relevant to the larger story, you know, we've seen EMC doing very well in HPC kinds of accounts, and that includes their Isilon business. It includes their extreme I/O business. It includes just their traditional enterprise storage that gets used in a lot of accounts. Uh, or you know, maybe you've got a, st- a shared storage uh, 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 IT infrastructure, and uh, and the HPC groups get their piece of it. But overall, EMC is uh, is probably the top, I think, the top uh, storage player by revenue, if you count all these different lines. And uh, they're now rumored, at least, uh, although it seems to be a pretty well-triangulated uh, rumor, yeah. to be in talks with Dell about a potential acquisition. Right. It does look like that has been substantiated. They're in advanced talks, according to uh, several publications, to buy EMC. Um, 
in fact, some people are thinking, you know, if, if it plays out, the announcement could be as early as next week. Um, it looks like the deal will be mostly, if it if it transpires, will be mostly in cash, and it's going to be a big number because the market cap on on EMC is is upwards of fifty billion dollars, which is no small amount for a company like Dell, which which just borrowed twenty four billion to basically take itself out of the the public eye. I mean, the public stock market and and go private itself. Well, I mean, you raise a great point with Dell being private. It means they can do these kinds of deals that they want. They can borrow the money. They can buy the company. It would, it would essentially privatize the EMC. And the portion of EMC, I think, that's getting a lot of the of business people's attention, and this is the fate of VMware, uh, which EMC has been pressured and now to spin out as a separate company. But Dell could wind up with VMware as part of the deal. Right, they could, and that would be an interesting acquisition for for Dell. Actually, EMC owns 80% of VMware at this point. I think they have like 98% of the voting shares. But yeah, they have a big chunk of that, and that's represents half the value of that company. It's like 20, 27 billion dollars of of EMC is represented by that 80% share of VMware, and the other the other 25 or so billion is the uh, is the rest of EMC. So it's a big chunk of, of what EMC is about. I think part of what makes EMC sort of uh, hard to, hard to manage. They're not just a storage company anymore. They've got different businesses embedded there, including VMware is the biggest chunk. But they've also got you know some, some database businesses and some virtualization or other virtualization or data analytics business in there as well. So uh, Dell buying this thing, they'll get a mixed bag of stuff, and whether they choose to spin these things out or keep them would be up to them. But uh, it's sort of an interesting conglomeration of businesses they'd be getting. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to go ahead and go on the record as saying I think this deal would be good for Dell, and I think it would be good for uh, Dell in HPC specifically. I mean, let's let's look at this. Dell is, is the number one HPC server provider by revenue right now. But if I had to pick one area that I thought they needed improvement on, it would be to consolidate their storage strategy, particularly around high-performance storage. Here, they would be acquired. EMC, which is the number one uh, storage provider by revenue in HPC. Although, if I had to pick on something that EMC needed to do better, it would be to integrate or consolidate the the strategy a little better in terms of what the high-performance offering is, because you've got Isilon operating essentially independently. You've got Extreme I.O. operating almost completely independently. Uh, I think you've got a bit of a distraction with VMware, but virtualization overall is becoming more important in HPC. I think this is going to put all the right pieces together in one place, and then it becomes a question of uh, how the uh, how the leadership uh, sculpts those into a high-performance strategy. Yeah, I mean, I partially agree with you. I think the storage component would be a, a good component to have for Dell. In fact, a, a very good component is something, like you said, that is missing. I, I think the downside here is there's, there's sort of uh, a lot to absorb here, and I think it would be a. It would take a long time for this to work out with with a Dell EMC merger. There's a lot of pieces here. Dell's never encountered some of these businesses before. I don't know how they would handle this thing unless they 
uh, like I alluded to before, just spun out and sold off some of these companies and just kept the storage pieces they wanted. Um, otherwise, I, I think it's a long road and, and sort of a risky road to, to capture all these pieces into a company that already has a lot to manage and is trying to sort of transition from a PC company into a more corporate-type uh, strategy. I mean, I get that viewpoint that it does have a little bit of the feel of how do you put together a well-composed dinner at an all-you-can-eat buffet exactly. without just putting a scoop of everything onto your plate, right? You have to be intelligent about what things you want to eat together. Right. Uh, but you do have those options. You can you can have a really good dinner at some buffets. If there's good food out, you just got to pick what it is that you want today. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be the position here, not just with HPC, but with a lot of different strategies around big data and around virtualization, around hyperscale. I think it's going to give you a lot of these nice pieces. And, uh, and, and Dell, I think, has gotten more strategically focused on these different areas since going private and, and not having to go under all that public scrutiny. Yeah, I, th I think that's correct for sure. Um, and, and we'll see if this even happens. I mean, these are just talks now. But, I mean, if, if it does, it's not going to just change Gel Dell and EMC. This this is going to cascade down to what the other vendors have to do now because they're going to, I think, need to react in some way. It basically takes EMC off the table uh, in, in certain ways as a general purpose provider of storage for a lot of different vendors. So it might force other vendors like, like Cisco and and HP itself to start looking at uh, at other acquisitions themselves so that they, they can cover their storage uh, componentry. Well, yeah, you'll have to look at how does IBM want to react, how does right. HP want to react, uh, it, 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 and for HPC especially, right? Number one server vendor, although not by very much right now. Number one storage vendor, although not by very much. But still, you put those together, I think it's a, a big news for the industry. It would be, yeah. It definitely right. would be. Well, you said it might happen as soon as next week. I'll tell you when we can come back and look is on next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. We'll have an update for our listeners. Thanks to everybody for tuning in this week and next week. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. 